Hey guys, and welcome to Against the Grain, a podcast where we discuss how to live differently and take the narrow path that isn't popular in today's post-Christian culture. Our goal is to look at life differently through a biblical lens to understand how God wants us to live in today's day and age. We talk about current topics millennials are facing today, not talked about in the pulpit, and what they mean to us as Christ followers. Hey guys, and welcome back to Against the Grain. So today we're going to talk about how to pray. Um, And I actually was not going to, when I was writing my outline for this, I was not thinking about the topic of how to pray. Um, I was actually just wanted to go over the purpose of why I started this podcast and kind of where I wanted to go with it. Um, But I felt the Holy Spirit leading me in a different direction and talking about how to pray. So hopefully there's somebody out there that is struggling with prayer and can benefit from hearing me talk about it and give my insights on it. Um, Again, all opinions are my own, um, and they're just my interpretations of biblical biblical things and right or wrong. I mean, I've been wrong many times, Um, but it's always good to just have a discussion and just to be thinking about these things because we're Christians in today's modern society. So if we're not thinking in a biblical way and questioning things in a biblical way, we're not doing it right. Um, So anyways... I was watching the news earlier, and holy cow of excitement. Um, Biblical prophecy is just like boom, 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 happening right before our eyes, and it's just insane the amount of stuff that's coming true. Um, Just a little bit ago, I was watching the news, and Sudan is making a peace treaty with Israel, which is huge news, as I just said, and um, so this is a very big deal um, because... Bible prophecy speaks of a time of peace in the Middle East, and that is signifying of the last days. Um, And we can see signs all around us of uh, Bible prophecy coming true. It started in 1948 um, with the recognition of the stateship of Israel, and then it's just catapulted a series of events after that. Um, Specifically in the last 10 years, really, we've seen a lot happening in terms of peace being made in the Middle East. Um, which we're told is going to happen with Israel. And there's a verse in the Bible that talks about um, people saying, peace, peace, everything's great, you know, and then turning around and quickly destruction will come upon us. So a lot of people are really excited about this peace being um, made. They think it's progress towards humanity and equality and all of that. Um, But really as Christians, we need to be understanding and recognize that, um, peace will come. And that's a great thing. We need to celebrate that. But we also need to realize that our time on this earth is getting short. We are coming down to the last days. Things are heating up. Um, Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. The antichrist is going to be soon revealed. There have been plenty of antichrists already revealed. Um, and again, that can be a, a different podcast episode. Um, but Peace is being strongly promoted in the Middle East right now. We This is the fifth country that's signed a peace treaty with Israel, which is hugely significant. Um, and who knows how many more we're going to see. Um, and a lot of people, um, when I just when I saw that, I thought, uh, wow, God, you are amazing. You are working all of this, um, all of this, craziness in the world to your glory. And that's exactly how you work. And I I saw a lot of people giving praise to Donald Trump. Um, Without Trump, you know, we would not be here, which 
the truth is God is using Donald Trump just like he used John Kerry, just like he used Obama, just like he uses any political figure in the world um, to accomplish his will. And the Bible states that all people in power, all people in authority are instated by God. So we need to respect authority because that's also what the Bible teaches us. And we need to respect authority, whether it's Trump, we need to respect authority, whether it's Obama, Clinton, um, whether it's Biden, we need to respect the position of authority because it is instated by God and his will will ultimately be done through these people. Um, so I think that's important to note. I think that credit is due where credit is deserved. And ultimately we have to look not to a political figure for, uh, fulfillment and for, um, our hope and things like that. We need to look to God because we know that God is God. People die. People are flawed. People make mistakes. People always let us down, but God will never let us down. And God is always going to use everything for his purpose and his will. And we're seeing that. We're seeing Bible prophecy happen as in Revelation, as pandemics, um, as plagues, pestilences, um, earthquakes, famines, all of that we're seeing come to fruition in our life. We've had locust plagues in Africa. We've had a record number of earthquakes, um, a record number of, of hurricanes happen, um, fires. We've had this global pandemic and a lot of people, again, they, they put their hope in the God of climate change and the hope of self um, you know, we can, we can fix this. We can fix it if we just do X, Y, and Z. If we drive cars, if we reduce fossil fuel emissions, things like that. But what they don't see is that God has laid out how the world's going to end. He's laid it out. Um, it's going to be destroyed and there's nothing that we can do and it's going to be renewed. It's going to be destroyed and renewed and there's nothing we can do, um, to prevent these things from happening earthquakes are going to increase and the world is going to be destroyed by heat. Um, as a, uh, as I read the other day, I'll try to look up that verse and get it to you. I plan on doing a po uh, episode also on climate change and how people are making that a God these days. Um, but anyways, back to the point of, you know, we need to recognize that these are, these are things that are all coming from God almighty. And these are things that we're not going to change. Um, and he puts these things in front of us to show us his magnitude and show us his awe. And Bible prophecy is no, um, exception of that. It is, that's the exact purpose of it as well is to show his glory and his sovereignty and his all knowing presence and being. So, Anyways, we are going to talk about how to pray today. And I just thought that was a really cool thing that happened on the news this morning. And, and it just highlights all the more that we need to be in constant prayer with God because we need to figure out what's, what's happening. We need to have the eyes um, to see and the ears to hear what's happening and, and give glory to where glory is due. And that's solely to God. That's to no one else. Um, and recognize that he's using all of these people in accordance to his will. Um, and praise God, let his will be done because things are just heating up. They're heating up quick. So I wanted to start in by talking about the purpose of why I started Against the Grain. Um, and Against the Grain was started for the glory of God. 
um, to accomplish his will and his will alone, not my will. Um, and it is by the Holy Spirit that I, I try to speak. Um, it's not your traditional podcast. Um, I was going to try to do scheduled days, but I felt my sin of pride coming in. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to schedule this. I'm going to do all of this. I usually don't even have an outline. I just write a couple notes and sometimes I just speak straight from the heart. Um, and I find that the Holy Spirit works best when I do that and when I'm receptive to him. Um, so scheduled days just didn't work because I felt like I was making my pride a sin in, in the fact that I was trying to schedule his word. And I feel like he gives me random words, random revelations of God, um, and I need to speak on them when I'm given them. So anyways, I digress. Um, it's not about me. It's about him and his will and his glory. So hopefully this podcast today... Um, you know, will help you. And it might seem strange, you know, like, okay, you're only going to do it when God speaks to you. But the truth is God will speak to you too, if you just give his spirit the opportunity. Um, and so we're going to talk about that today. Um, I like to look at a verse in the Bible. Um, I like to look at Jesus and how he, um, how he often went away. He, he withdrew from society and from his ministry and from, the people that he was around, and he he found a quiet place to to seek God. So Mark one thirty five gives us um, a prime example of that. It says, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Everyone was looking for Jesus, but after his time in prayer, he told his disciples that it was time for them to move to a different village. So I think that's an important thing to note. Jesus didn't just know what to do. Um, he didn't just blindly go through life and say, you know, if it's the will of God, I'm going to go this way. Um, he, he did, he trusted the will of God, but he also stopped, withdrew, and actively seeked God regularly. He prayed for the Spirit to come into him and to to lead him and let God's will be done. And, and there's several other passages that are, are great. He, he talks about it, or there are examples all throughout the Bible about how he withdraws um, and seeks God. And I think that we should do the same. We should use his example um, of solitude and silence um, because it's everywhere throughout the Gospels. Um, it's how he dealt with decision-making. It's how he dealt with various emotions. It's how he learned... Um, what messages to give to his disciples. It's how he prepared for what was next um, and how to fulfill God's sovereign plan. Um, and he even even prayed um, during his dying on the cross, and that's how he gave up his spirit. So the first tip on how to pray is to pick a quiet place in your house and a time that you'll be alone with God um, with no distractions and just open up to God. Um, it's a relational thing. And I think that's what a lot of people don't think about. A lot of religions try to make it about religion and you've got to do X, Y, and Z, but it, it's really relationship over religion. That's the important thing. So say everything on your heart, spill your guts, your worry, your anxiety. If you have anger, 
It's as if you're talking to a friend because that's what God should be to you. That's what your relationship should be to you. Anytime you're feeling any sort of emotion, God should be the first one you reach out to. So we must seek God and we must seek him often. We must seek him in silence and just listen to his Holy Spirit. The second tip I have is to seek God in prayer when you feel emotions well up. You know, oftentimes we feel anger when something doesn't go our way, you know, or we get in a fight with a friend. Um, We can say really hurtful things and we can react negatively um, very early on. Um, I'm guilty of it. I know you probably are as well. Um, But our first report should not be when we feel those emotions, those wild emotions of fear or anxiety or anger, should not be to lean on our own understanding. It should be immediately to go to a quiet place and pray for wisdom. Um, so that's the second tip is, is go pray. Even if it's, if it's something happy, go sing songs of praises. That's how the Bible tells us to go about. We pray. We're supposed to pray when we're feel fearful, angry, and then sing songs of praise when we're happy. And if you're happy, go reflect on it. Go meditate on it. Go praise the Lord because he is good. And that's how we grow to recognize his goodness is by looking at the things around us and then going into a quiet place and just praising him and recognizing that we wouldn't have that without him. And that's how we honestly grow a heart, a prayerful heart and a happy heart is by recognizing what we have and, um, being thankful for it or and vice versa. If we're angry, going to him and seeking wisdom on how to continue, um, with whatever we're doing. So seek God when you feel any kind of emotions well up. Um, the third tip is to pray and seek guidance for your next big move. Um, or your next small move. It can be either one. It can be a career change. It can be if you guys are looking to start a family, Um, If you're having problems in your marriage, if you're getting married, what type of ministry God has called you to serve in, who um, you should reach out to today. Maybe maybe God's going to lay it on your heart to text a friend um, or check on someone. You know, if someone comes to mind during um, your prayer time with God, write it down because that's most likely the Holy Spirit guiding you to go reach out to that person or to go talk to that person. And God knows better than you do. And that's how we have a receptive heart is we, we pray and we meditate with God and we spend time with God in a quiet place. And sometimes it's just as simple as, as praying and then sitting in silence and waiting for the Holy Spirit to talk back to you. Sometimes having a receptive spirit means praying throughout the day and then also being open to when that spirit comes in to our lives and listening to that guidance throughout the day. It's kind of neat how that works. Um, For those of you who are believers, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Number four is pray for wisdom and a repentful heart. We got to do this often um, because our pride, pride is a very big sin and it's a very serious sin to God. Um, And our pride causes us to stumble more than anything. And that is a huge sin that we have today that we oftentimes don't admit. Um, Pride puts a veil over our eyes to the sins we carry. Um, It causes us to diminish the sins that we carry and not recognize the magnitude that all sin leads to death. Um, We tend to diminish it and say, well, you know, at least I don't murder anybody or at least I'm not as bad as that, you know, homosexual down the road or, 
you know, at least I'm not a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter or anything like that, you know. But in reality, we need to recognize our pride that is causing us to have those hateful feelings and those judgmental feelings towards other people. Um, pray to recognize your sins. Pray for that sin of pride to be taken away, that veil to be taken away, and pray for a path forward and, and how to correct them. Pray for understanding. The first step to true repentance is realizing that we are sinful. That's the way that true change happens, is we recognize our sin and we feel sorrow and a heavy guilt. And that is what causes us to change. We, a lot of people are so into, you know, we got to be positive all the time. And, and we can only throw positive vibes. And we never want to be sad. Well, the truth is, that's not how change happens in our life. I can tell you growing up from a very, very rough childhood that... I had to spend some time in some really dark places for a very long time. And I can tell you that it didn't destroy me. In fact, it made me realize that I never wanted to be in those dark places again. I wanted to get out. Um, I saw sins of alcoholism and drug addiction and abuse and so many ugly sins that... I had to wallow in for my entire childhood all the way until, um, leaving at age, um, 18 for college. And during that time, you know, I, I was able to see the sorrow, um, that those sins brought to people's lives and my life. And, um, I, I also, you know, my own sins, you know, and I was able to really just dwell in that sorrow. I think there's it's okay to suffer for a little bit and it's okay to um, stay down for a little bit because in those moments we recognize that, you know, we need to change. Something needs to change. We don't want to live like this for the rest of our lives. And I think that's the power of true repentance is, is understanding and sitting in that for a little bit and then thinking about how you can change and actually apply that. And I think that's, that's what God intends for us out of suffering um, is, is good things. It's endurance. It's, um, it's endurance and faith and life and character and perseverance and all those good things that come out of trials. And, um, I can tell you, I don't regret a bit, you know, my childhood, even though it was extremely rough and, um, perhaps I'll share my test testimony sometime. Um, but those things built me and those, those were the times that, I leaned on God and I, I had nobody else. I was at rock bottom, um, through my own personal decisions and through the decisions of those around me and my family. Um, those, those were the days that I really, I, I used to go up and sit on my roof at night and, um, just look at the stars and pray, pray for hours. Um, when I was a kid. And I would just pray and pray and pray and just have that emotional moment with God and just let it all out. My anger, my fear, my frustration, my hopes, my wishes, me begging to him, you know, to get me out of these situations and to help me see a path through. And he did. He gave me a path through. 
And he gave me a way out and it was through him. And I recognize that and glory be to God for so many things. But the truth is, you know, I wouldn't have found Christ truly had I not um, prayed and actively seeked him um, in silence and solitude often, um, especially during the hard times in life. Uh, and a little background on that, many of you might not know, I did not grow up in a Christian household by far. Uh, my father was a straight-up atheist, and my mother viewed religion as just very constrictive and rules and regulations. And she always thought that church people were, you know, she always called them church people and said they're just too good, too good to, you know, they always think too lowly of us, you know. So we, we never went to church um, for that reason. And, you know, the only Christ that I was exposed to was, you know, with the little Bible that we had um, that I found in our house one time. And, um, and then I, I read that, you know, when I could. And, and mainly, you know, my relationship with Christ stemmed out of that quiet solitude and prayer time. Um, I knew God existed by looking at those stars. And I could feel the Holy Spirit um, when I would pray to Him. And I, I knew. I mean, I just knew. It's just an inherent thing you have. Everybody knows that there's something out there. And then when they go seeking it, if you, if you pray and you, you seek a relationship, you can find that relationship with Christ and it changes your life. And that's all the more proof that you need at that point. So getting back to, um, the repentance and how repentance can truly lead to change. Um, pray not to have a numb heart, you know, like the world and, and pray for wisdom, pray to recognize sin when you see it. Um, ask for the Spirit's um, intervention in your life to to show you when you watch the news or when you see things on social media. Ask for the Spirit to come into you so you can you can have an understanding of what evil is and what good is. Um, and and ask God to help you use your gifts. Um, a lot of you might not know what your spiritual gifts are, and I'm not talking about a side hustle. I'm not talking about selling graphic T-shirts on Instagram. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the gifts of the spirit that God has given you. Okay. And these are, these are different and not a lot of people know about them. They're, they're biblical. Um, some gifts, for example, are wisdom, teaching, serving, prophecy, administration, leadership, hospitality, the gift of helps, healing, evangelism, knowledge, um, discernment of the spirits. Are you an encourager? Do you have the gift of faith? Um, and there's so many great uh, spiritual gifts that each of us are equipped with. Some of us are equipped with many. Um, and, and just pray for revelation on, on what that looks like today. Like, how do I use the gift of hospitality today? Can I invite my neighbor over for dinner, um, have a meal and share the gospel that way? Is that how you're calling me to, um, to use my spiritual gifts or a friend, uh, invite them over and, and have a Bible study or, um, Am I called to serve at a food kitchen, you know, with the gift of helps? I'm a great servant. Uh, maybe I'm called to give a prophetic word. Um, I feel that God is speaking to me in a certain way, and I will give a prophetic word based on that. Um, or administration. Physically, are you supposed to serve in the church? Can you give that way? Are you good with money? Um, there's so many spiritual gifts that God has given us, and it 
praying for understanding on how to use those is also uh, really important. So just ask God to reveal them to you. Ask God to reveal what your spiritual gifts are. Um, pray for guidance on how to use them and pray for guidance on also where to use them. Uh, so to summarize this, the structure summary, I think it's it's really important to know who you're talking to. Um, you're talking to the God of the universe. You're talking to the creator of life. Everything down to the tiniest little atom molecule um, that exists, he has created it all. So uh, the Bible tells us to give thanks during prayer. Um, go into it with a grateful heart. Give thanks for what we do have. Um, ask for God's will on your life. Ask for not your own will, but ask for God's will to be completed in your life, no matter how that plays out. Ask for understanding of his will um, when it happens and ask him to come into your life and mold you into the person that he wants you to be. Um, fourthly, petition what you need. Um, ask God for what you need. That goes back to coming to him with your anger, your anxiety, your fear. Um, no matter what that is, petition to him what you, you need, healing, anything like that, and ask it um, in God's will. Um, also, fifthly, ask for forgiveness and reflect and truly do not have a hard heart and ask how to change. Be receptive to what he tells you and, and be receptive to what he shows you in, in the Bible. You know, a lot of people like to cherry pick verses and, um, you know, say, well, this is this is the Old Testament. You know, it's not really relevant to today or this was in this context or this is what this really means. Um I say if the Holy Spirit shows you something and convicts your heart in the Bible, um, that's God telling you what's right. And there's a reason that uh, it says in the Bible that the word is is active and living and sharper than any two-edged sword. Because it is active, it's living, it changes with our life circumstances, it changes with our needs. You know, it meets us, God meets us through his word no matter what phase of life we're in. The word stays the same, but our understanding of the word, God gives it to us in in beautiful supplication. And um, sharper than any two-edged sword, it pierces our heart. It convicts us. And, and we've got, that's the purpose of it. You know, it's, a, this book is guiding us in life. It's, it's showing us what is prosperous. It's what showing us what's going to be good for our souls and good for our lives long term. And it's best if we don't look at it as a rule book, but more so as guidance. It is the best self-help book out there that we can have. Um, and so prayer is how we're going to have that relationship. And we gain understanding through getting in God's word. Um, but prayer is ultimately, that's our, that's our lifeline to God. And that's our lifeline to Christ and understanding our role in the kingdom and, and also on earth and, and where we're going to go. Um, and it's prayer is so, so important for growing that faith and growing that maturity and growing, um, in the spirit and understanding what, what God has in store for your life. So I encourage you to get, um, into a prayer life. If you have not already gotten to a prayer life, um, like I said, I didn't grow up in the church, um, a prayer life for me is honestly how I found God. Um, I, I found the church later when a friend invited me to youth group and began studying the word and understand it, understood how important that piece was. 
um, to, to my faith journey. And, um, but it all started with prayer. So prayer is so underestimated and the devil's done a really good job of watering down prayer. You know, how many Facebook posts or Instagram posts do you see when something tragic happens? Someone says prayers, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying for you. But how often do you actually pray for someone when you post that? I try to, um, when I see something tragic like that, um, I, I stop what I'm doing. I pray right then and there. Um, and if I can, I go to a quiet place, whatnot, pray for that. And then I come back and say, I just prayed for you. Um, and I think that's, that's important because you, we need to prioritize our time with God first, and then we can process our human relationships after that. Um, again, prayer life is so, so important. It's the only way you're going to grow relationally with Christ and understand, um, because you can sit in church all day long and you can go through the motions all day long, but until you, you spend time during the week with God and, um, fasting is another, another good thing. Um, until you spend that time with God alone, it's really, really impossible to have a relationship with someone you never talk to, um, just as in real life. It's very hard if you're not in constant communication. Um, how often do you talk to your spouse, um, for example, to have that very strong, firm foundation? You talk to him every day, right? Uh, him or her. And it's it's a daily commitment that we have to make. We have to show up. And, and why shouldn't that be our priority with the creator of the universe, with the giver of our salvation? We should show up daily. Um, and I'm telling myself this too. I've, I've been slacking on um, my prayer life as well. So this is just as much for me as it is for you guys. But I hope that you got something out of this today. And I hope that if anything, if, you, if you're on the fence about becoming a believer Start that that time of solitude and silence and seeking God and and just see, just see, I mean, just see if it changes you and see how things progress from there. But it, it all starts not in the church pew, but it starts in that quiet solitude time with God. So I hope that helps. I hope um, it's a great reminder to get back into your prayer life if you're not already currently um, hot and heavy into that. Um, I just hope that, you know, my gift, my, my hope through this podcast is that God will gift you with his Holy Spirit and gift you with a bit of knowledge. I am definitely not the most knowledgeable person. Um, I don't have a ministry degree or anything like that as far as biblical stuff goes. I just read it and interpret it, pray on it. Um, and try to use discernment as much as I can. And I just think it's so important to at least have these conversations and be in your ear right now um, because you don't hear a lot of millennials talking about Christ and what it looks like daily to follow him. So that's my hope for this podcast is that God's will gets accomplished and also that we normalize talking about our faith and talking about what it what it looks like to live a Christian lifestyle in today's um in today's culture. And I hope this podcast speaks to you, <clears throat> but more so I hope that God speaks to you through this podcast. And as always, um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm at a, against the grain podcast, I think on Instagram.com or on, on Instagram.com on Instagram. I think it's against the grain podcast. 
at Instagram.com. There might be some periods in there. <clears throat> but feel free to like, share this podcast, um, subscribe if you don't want to miss any upcoming episodes. Like I said, I kind of I kind of go by when the spirit <clears throat> talks to me rather than a scheduled weekly podcast. Um, so some upcoming ideas that I have is uh, climate change and biblical prophecy. If you guys want to see anything else, feel free to reach out um, and let me know what you'd like to see. As always, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you guys have a blessed and prosperous week.